0: Good evening and welcome to Courts Today by Live Law. This is your host Urvashi Chahan bringing you the latest updates on the legal front. This is your go-to source for all things legal. Let us start. In a significant judgment, the Supreme Court today set aside the reappointment of Dr. Gopinathan Ravindran as the Vice-Chancellor of the Kannur University in Kerala. The bench comprising C.J.I. Chandrachut, Justice J.B. Pardewala and Justice Manoj Mishra allowed the appeal challenging the judgment delivered by a division bench of the Kerala High Court in February 2022, which had approved the reappointment of the V.C. The petitioners in the SLP relied on Section 10 of the Kannur University Act to contend that when the notification of reappointment was issued, the VC had crossed the age of 60, which is the age limit for appointment to that post. Referring to the same, they argued that he was not eligible to be appointed. The court relied on the well-settled principle that the writ of cure lies if any appointment to the public office is made in breach of the statute or the rules. The court also clarified that it was not concerned with the suitability of the candidate, but the issue was with respect to the decision-making process. The court took note of a press release issued by the Kerala Raj Bhavan, which stated that the process of reappointment was initiated by the chief minister and the higher education minister. Thus, the court has quashed the notification reappointing Dr. Gopinath as the VC on the ground of unwarranted intervention of the state government and by observing that the chancellor, that is Kerala governor, surrendered the statutory powers for reappointing the VC. The Maharashtra Administrative Tribunal has relaxed the eligibility criteria for three trans persons in the police department and state administration. Chairperson Retired Justice Mridula Bhatkar and member Medha Gadgil was considering an application by three trans persons who approached the tribunal seeking directions to the state government for the option of third gender in the application form for government employments. They also sought reservation for trans persons, citing the NALSA judgment wherein the Supreme Court directed for trans persons to be considered in the socially and economically backward section for reservation. The tribunal held that it could not direct the state to grant reservation for transgender persons in employment, but it relaxed the criteria for the applicants. As per the tribunal, applicants are to be given the necessary grace marks to reach the cut-off marks and age relaxation for applicant who has scored minimum 45% marks is to be given. The tribunal observed that the case of transgenders was worse than that of women. There were over 5 lakh government servants in Maharashtra but none transgender. The panel also observed that it was obligatory on states to prepare welfare schemes and invent opportunities for transgender persons in public employment. The Supreme Court has issued a notice on a writ petition seeking relaxation in eligibility criteria for the JEE Mains Exam 2024 for an overseas citizen of India candidate. Let me tell you, according to the information bulletin released on 1st of this month, it set the eligibility criteria that only candidates passing Class 12th in 2022 or later can participate in JEE MAIN 2024. The application deadline for the same is 30th November and the MAINs are scheduled for two sessions in January and April 2024. The writ petition has been filed by an OCI candidate from Singapore who sought relaxation in the eligibility criteria. He completed class 12th on December 31st, 2021 and had to undergo a mandatory two-year military service immediately thereafter. So, as per the mandate, he cannot appear for the JEE means. The petitioner represented by senior advocate Gopal Sankaranarayan explained the unique circumstances of the case, emphasizing that he missed the eligibility criteria by just one day and faced challenges when attempting to register due to unavailability of the option for the year 2021 in the drop-down menu. A Supreme Court bench comprising Justices B.R. Gavai and P.S. Narsimha issued notice in the petition and allowed the petitioner to add the JEE Apex body as a respondent in the case. In another update, the Supreme Court has expressed surprise at the Patna High Court for reserving judgment on an anticipatory bail for one year. Justices Bela M. Trivedi and Satish Chandra Sharma heard the matter. The background here is that the petitioner had sought anticipatory bail in connection with the offenses under PMLA. The bail application was heard by a single-judge bench of the High Court and was reserved for orders on 7th April 2022. However, the bench released the matter almost after one year, that is, on 4th April 2023. Another bench heard the matter and rejected the application. The reasoning given for the change was that the judge, as a lawyer, had appeared in one of the bail matters arising out of the same information report. So, appealing against this rejection, the applicant approached the Supreme Court. The court, however, expressed reservations in allowing the bail plea, and so the plea was withdrawn. But the Supreme Court's attention was drawn to the fact that the matter had been reserved for judgment for a year. The court, after expressing its surprise, directed the Registrar General of the Patna High Court to get details of the matter and submit the report by January 2024. In another update, the Supreme Court has set aside a conviction under attempt to murder by giving weightage to two factors. Firstly, the court noted that there were no repeated or severe blows caused. And secondly, injuries on victims were simple in nature. Let me tell you, Section 307 of IPC prescribes punishment for attempt to murder. The punishment can extend up to 10 years, and in case the victim is hurt, then the maximum punishment is imprisonment for life. The division bench comprising Justices Vikram Nath and Asanuddin Amanullah was considering a criminal appeal wherein the High Court of Madras had confirmed conviction of the accused under Section 307 of IPC. It was alleged that there was previous enmity between the victim and the accused regarding some land dispute. Post some wordy altercation between them, the accused persons hatched a conspiracy to do away with the life of the victim. This led to the accused persons attacking not only the victim, but also his mother, due to which the victim suffered injuries on his right shoulder and left thumb, while his mother sustained a simple injury on her back. In the present appeal, the appellants objected to the conviction under Section 307, primarily because the injuries were simple. Moreover, it was submitted that had the appellants come with the motive to kill victims, they would have easily done so because they were armed with knives. After hearing both sides, the court was also of the view that only offence of causing grievous hurt could be made out. Thus, the court rendered the conviction under Section 307, that is for attempt to murder as unsustainable. The Delhi High Court today stayed proceedings against Culver Max Entertainment, a production house which owns and manages Sony Sub-TV channel. This was in an FIR for alleged use of castist and derogatory remark on Dhobi community in one of the episodes of the show named Pushpa Impossible. The FIR was registered under the SCST Act on the directions of the court in March after a complaint was filed against use of the remark in the show that is, Do Kodi Ka Dhobi. The court has issued notice on Culver Max's plea challenging a trial court order summoning production house and six other accused persons being the director, producer, writers and actor of the show. Senior Advocate N Hariharan appearing for Culver Max submitted that no offence was made out in the matter. He further submitted that SCST Act could not be made out against a company which is an artificial person. Justice Rajneesh Bhatnagar today stayed the proceedings against the production house till 15th January. That is when two other connected matters filed by co-accused are coming up for hearing. The Delhi Police has been asked to file a status report in the matter. A Delhi court has deprecated wild and unsubstantiated allegations made by advocate Mahmood Pracha, who represents one of the accused in the Delhi riots larger conspiracy case, based on a private investigation against Special Public Prosecutor Amit Prasad that he took money in cash from the Delhi Police. Pracha is appearing for the accused Taslim Ahmad while Ahmad's bail application was being heard in August Pracha made personal allegations against the prosecutor that he conducted a private investigation on the prosecutor and find out that he in an underhand manner had taken money in cash from the Delhi police On the other hand Prasad vehemently opposed the allegations and took a stand that in view of the gravity of the allegations, he could not continue as special public prosecutor in the case. Additional sessions judge Amitabh Rawat said that he did not want to meddle into the allegations made, but said that he deprecates the wild allegations without substantial made against the prosecutor, and particularly when it did not concern the merits of the case. He added that the proceedings must continue as it impacts or hampers the case for all other accused persons and even the case of the prosecution. The State Consumer Disputes Redressal Commission, Mizoram, has directed the LPG gas distributors in Mizoram to carry fair trade practice by implementing the LPG marketing discipline guidelines. Mizoram Consumers Union, a non-profit voluntary organization, had filed a case against major gas distributors and the food civil suppliers and consumer affairs of the government of Mizoram. The concern related to non-compliance with rules and regulations related to distribution and supply of LPG in the state. The complainant requested a refund of excess and undue charges collected from consumers. It also requested proper implementation of the direct benefit transfer LPG scheme by gas distributors. The complainant informed the commission that previously they had engaged in meetings with several gas distributors as ordered by the state commission. And a negotiated settlement was reached where the distributors agreed to implement the DBTL scheme, issue proper receipts during LPG delivery and conduct pre-delivery checking. An agreement was also reached to ensure no forceful selling of gas hot stoves for new LPG connections. But the complainant had to approach the State Commission again as the concerned gas distributors failed to properly implement the DBTL scheme and refund undue charges collected from the consumers. So the Commission criticized the slow progress and unsatisfactory performance of gas distributors in adhering to the guidelines. It also directed for establishing an online booking and delivery system for the consumers. Thank you for watching. If you wish to know more details about the cases I mentioned here, you can visit our website at www.livelaw.in. Stay ahead with quick legal updates only on Live Law. Do not forget to like, share, and subscribe and support us. You can also support us by donating through the thanks button at the bottom of our videos or consider becoming a member at just 89 rupees per month.